A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Now, sectarianism is alive and well in North Belfast. A third home has been targeted in a spate of sectarian attacks against Catholics due to move into a new social housing development in the north of the city. Windows were smashed, a flag was hung from a drain pipe at a property in Tyndale Gardens in what is the mainly unionist Ballysillan area uh, during the course of this week. It's been a front page story in the Irish news for the last couple of days and Brendan Hughes has been writing about it. Brendan, a good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, Brendan, just paint a picture of what is happening there. And the first thing that crosses my mind is that housing often leads to disputes in an area. Is that at the is that at the at the at the hub of this, or is it straightforward sectarianism where people don't want a Catholic in the vicinity? Well, they said, I suppose, what they what happened um, in the past week. So since Monday last week, there have, as far as we're aware, there have been three um, separate um, houses in um, Tangdale Gardens in the mainly Unionist Valley Southern area of North Belfast, which have been targeted um, in similar attacks. Uh, in the first in- incident that happened on Monday last week, um, uh, police said that there was graffiti spread on a property. Um, and th- they said this was a vacant property, but basically the understanding is that it was due to go to a Catholic family and they are treating that as a sectarian hate crime. The second incident happened a couple of days later um, in which uh, a property had um, the um, anti-Catholic slur KAT was um, scrawled onto a wall, a uh, flag was hung from a drain pipe and the, um, the windows of the property were smashed. And that was also a property that was due to go to a Catholic family that were due to move in. And police are also treating that as a sectarian hate crime. And then in the most recent incident this week, um, earlier this week, uh, once again, the windows of another property in the same um, development were smashed and a, a flag was hung from the drain, a drain pipe on the property. Um, and police are also treating that as a hate incident. And so all of these, all of these incidents have happened in the past three weeks, uh, or sorry, in the past week. And they are being treated by police as, as hate incidents. And um, in all three cases, they have been treated, or they were these were properties that were due to go to um, to Catholic families due to move into the area. Um, and I suppose that's that's the, the concern here that this this is happening um, in such frequency over a short period of time 
in a one in a new development. Now, this development is a new build development. Um, it is uh, social housing that was being provided by um, the organisation Choice Housing, and um, so you know this was um, open to people to move into. Um, and um, it, it seems that unfortunately there there are elements in the area who um, just do not want to see these. Um, of people of this uh, religion to be within the area, unfortunately. Now, you're not to really know the answer to this question, but it's crossing the minds, I'm sure, of most people who are listening. And it's, it's a blunt question, but it's an, an obvious question for Northern Ireland and for North Belfast. Do Catholics live in that area? Uh, I think it, you know, it's, the, it's the case that the, this housing is open to everyone. And so it's um, if someone wishes to move into the area, then they can. Um, you know, whenever we we describe the area as like a mainly unionist area, you know, it's not it's not the case that um, you know the area is one hundred percent of a a certain um, of a certain faith or um, of a certain background. And um, I think that's true in in all areas really of of Northern Ireland. And you know, this would be no different. Uh, you know, Northern Ireland, I suppose, is um, undergoing a, a period of change where you know, people are um, changing habits of a lifetime to move into different areas. Um, but unfortunately, in some cases, things like this are happening where um, there's intimidation, um, which is stopping people being able to, I suppose, live out their lives. Um, you know, I was speaking to one of the uh, women who was um, affected in this. She was telling me that she... Um, was hoping basically she was a West Belfast woman, a mother of five. All of her children are, she's a single mother. All of her children are under the age of five. Um, and she was saying to me that she simply wanted to move into this property in, in Tangdale Gardens to be closer to her mother in North Belfast. And she's now abandoned those plans. And she said whenever she heard about the attack on the property, which she was looking forward to moving into because she said it had a a great garden for her kids to play in and, and so much space. That's what that's what she was interested in. Um, whenever she heard of this attack, she said she started crying immediately. Um, and um, so now she's had to um, change her plans and go back to square one, really. And as, you know, all of this is happening um, just weeks away from Christmas. It's a shocking display of hatred. And it is something that you associate with... Well, if, if we're smart enough, we could associate it with life in Northern Ireland, but you totally link it to the 70s and the 60s and how people were, were, were treated then. And to see it alive and well, that deep-rooted sectarian hatred, uh, so evident with kill-all tags written on, on the wall and uh, intimidation, very obvious, the police describing it as a hate crime. You, you beg the question, who's intervened? Who's doing anything to to stop it? Because we, we presume those who are behind it are from a paramilitary background. Is, is that a is that a foolish presumption to make, or is it an obvious uh, presumption? I, well, I don't think it's a foolish presumption to make. Although um, police um, I haven't been able to confirm whether that is the case yet, um, so you know, we I suppose we don't have any confirmation of that, but. Um, because of the how this, these attacks have been orchestrated, um, they are similar in, in their nature. Um, one would think that there is some sort of um, organisation behind um, behind this sort of intimidation, and, and that would be a concern. Um, and I think, um, in terms of you mentioned about you know, it makes you think of a 
there's a bygone age. Uh, that's what a lot of people have been saying to me in recent days that, uh, you know, this is 2019. Uh, you know, lots of people are shocked that, to see that this is happening. Um, you know, at the almost we're not almost into 2020 and this sort of thing is still happening. The DUP's representative, one of them in the area, Dale Pankhurst, uh, he believes he has a duty of care to residents. He's intervened in this particular story. Well, so the the interesting aspect in relation to Dale Pankhurst, and um, he's a DUP councillor in North Belfast. Um, I suppose that was one of the things that we were initially reporting on in relation to this story. Um, the way it was it has been set out is that Dale Pankhurst, this a woman who was whose property was targeted last week. Dale Pankhurst was uh, or made um, the Housing Association Choice Housing aware of a concern that had been raised about that woman due to move into the due to move into the property. What happened then was an assessment was sought from police to see whether there was um, any concern or any threat against this woman, you know, to to warn her of that. But police, uh, what I'm told is that police came back and said that um, they weren't aware of any threats or any reasons why this woman would be unable to move in. But then it was subsequent to police, um, you know, issuing that um, that advice to the woman that then her property was targeted, the windows were smashed, a flag was put up, KAT was scra- scrawled on the wall. And so therefore the questions that have been raised for Mr. Pankhurst are, um, where did he receive that information from, um, that there was a concern about this woman um, moving in, and um, you know, is he going to be providing that information, including the source of that information to police? And I suppose uh, in, on Dale Pankhurst, uh, in his um, in his uh, account of this, he says that he wanted to raise this matter in confidence with the Housing Association, and he feels that as a public representative, he had a duty of care to all residents when he receives any form of information that may indicate danger to life or property. And there's no suggestion that Mr. Pankhurst was aware of. Um, had advanced knowledge of the specific intimidation that happened against this woman. But the question, I suppose, is are police going to be asking uh, Mr. Pankhurst where he um, received that concern from? And that would, uh, I imagine, no doubt, help them immensely in their inquiries into how um, this um, intimidation was carried out and the, the now spate of intimidation was carried out. Yes, all help for the police to get to the bottom of who is intimidating those who are richly deserving of the housing uh, must be uh, called for. It should be emphasised a spokesperson for the DUP says the DUP entirely condemn all and any act of sectarian violence. It is, it is, it's, it's disheartening to, to read it in the paper um, this last couple of mornings, that beautiful new housing. And it, and it is exactly that, isn't it? We, we see other examples of it across the city, wonderful advances in, in housing. And then this ogre of the spectre of, of sectarianism uh, rears its incredibly ugly head and makes people feel uh, very fearful. It, it, it is something we... We thought maybe we'd pa- we'd allowed to pass by, but uh, time and again, Brendan, we get reminders of it. Absolutely, I think that the sad thing about this story is that um, you know, this happens all too often across Northern Ireland. But um, unfortunately, it's sort of 
goes underreported, perhaps because a lot of people are fearful to, of speaking out against it. And I suppose one of the reasons that this has come to the fore is because I suppose the the close proximity of the attacks, the frequency of the attacks in the past in the past week, but also that there was there have been people willing willing to speak out on this occasion to, to say about it. Um, and so that's that's the only reason why we're hearing from but as I say, um, this is all too common and unfortunately all too common in Northern Ireland. Brendan, thank you. Brendan Hughes writing about it on the front page of the Irish News again this morning. It's the second or third morning in a row that has made the, the news. Uh, Choice Housing, who we referred to there, uh, unable to comment because of tenant confidentiality. Uh, this is the You Want Good. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good morning. Let's see some of the texts that are coming through here. Uh, Frank, this sort of intimidation doesn't surprise anyone as the Protestant people of the North of Ireland will never change. It's still a Protestant state for Protestant people as far as they're concerned, even though they can't see the big picture that's staring them in the face. A United Ireland is looming and they will be living in it uh, as welcome as anyone says Marty. Marty, as a pretty broad statement, if you don't mind me saying, you know, you have some people who are beyond redemption who put graffiti on a wall in North Belfast and they intimidate uh, three Catholic families. Uh, They are not Protestant people. You know, you're talking about uh, Protestant people of the North of Ireland, to use a, a quote. Protestant people of the North of Ireland are deserving of a much better description than you're giving them, Marty. Um, Let me speak to Paul McCusker from the SDLP. Uh, uh, Paul, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Uh, Paul, you're on the ground there. You 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 know the the area. How rife is threatening sectarianism? There's no point in saying that sectarianism doesn't exist. It it, it bubbles under the surface right across this godforsaken country at times. But it does it does rear its head with angst from time to time. And uh, how how evident is that in in the north of the city? Yeah, Frank, unfortunately, um, it, it does. And we, we see that when we, um, and on your show before, we've reported on the arranged uh, fights with young people from both sides of the community. But I mean, this this recent um, spate of attacks, I think it's 
Uh, one, it's a, it's, it's, it's a disgrace that it's happening in, in 2019 that we, we, we're continuing to see this. Uh, and the, the distress this causes um, to those families that were meant to move in here uh, and the message right across North Belfast, um, certainly there's lots of anger and uh, lots of frustration that we're, we're still seeing, seeing this because when we see these attacks on the homes, um, what happens then, uh, you know, it, it raises tensions in the area. And then we, we see, you know, different uh, problems sometimes then on the on the interfaces where in the last number of nights in North Belfast we've had been has been out on the on the on the ground uh, to prevent young people from from clashing as well. So I think, you know, it, it certainly um caused lots of problems. Um, you know, when when we see uh, graffiti, we see these homes uh, being attacked. But certainly in two thousand nineteen there's no there's no space for this type of stuff. There's no room uh, for this type of, of behaviour. And I think, you know, one of the things I've called for today is about, you know, we, we need to show leadership here here, Frank, in terms of coming out and calling this for what it is because if there's no leadership, then we, we can't overcome this. But is there, but is there, but is there a mindset in certain parts of Belfast and other parts of Northern Ireland? But Belfast, we're talking about at the moment. Is there a mindset in certain areas in North Belfast that no matter how beautiful that brand new property is, it's not for sharing? That one's for Protestants, and that other one over there. Catholics can have that one. We're we're not interested in going over there, and you're not coming over here, and you're not interested in coming over here, and we're not interested in going over there. That mindset exists in certain estates, streets, and areas of North Belfast. No, I, I totally agree. And North Belfast, in terms of Belfast, is probably one of the most divided um, areas in, in Belfast, and we still have peace walls, we still have gates. That divide both communities, but I mean there is lot, lots of good work going on as well, and to trying to 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 bring both communities together. Uh, what, what this does is it sends us backwards. Um, and, um, and yes, you're, you're right. There is a mentality of certain people who want to uh, keep keep our, our homes for our own people um, in terms of you know Protestant communities. And and uh, but I have to say, I mean, I, I live in Ardoin, Frank. I represent Ardoin um, in North Belfast, and there's many Protestant families that I know that live in Ardoin, and there's there's certainly there's there's nothing said. And I think it's about, you know, how we overcome this sectarianism is about true leadership to stand up and say, listen, we don't we don't accept this. We don't support it. Uh, and I have called out, you know, unions representatives today in, in the Irish News to say, um, you know, that there's no, no there's no room for this type of behaviour. And, you know, uh, there's, there's over 3,000 people on a waiting list in North Belfast for new homes. And now these families are going to have to go back on the waiting list to wait even longer. So, when you've got such a high need, high critical need for for new for for new homes, and then you, when people you know are, are are excited and want to move into the new home and then get this type of response, it's just a disgrace. Um, and you know we seen yesterday it was one family. Now we know it's three families, uh, three Catholic families that are meant to move into this development. So, I think. You know, for what we need to do is, is, is about, you know, more work around, obviously, you know, that, that cross-community element, which is ongoing. But for these elements within communities that want to bring us back, they need to be told to go away. Um, and how you do that is those leaders within communities stand up and say, listen, we don't want this and we don't want this happening. So, so, so please stop. I commend you on saying there are 3,000 families waiting to be housed in North Belfast. But people yeah. are shouting at the radio, as I often say. And they are thinking in Northern Irish terms. And they're thinking, how many Protestant families, 
how many Catholic families? Well, um, there is a, there's a significant amount of more Catholic families waiting um, to be re- rehoused. Uh, and yes, there is lots of Protestant families too, which, which I support and, and I work with as well. But the, the, the percentage is higher for, for Catholic families in North Belfast. So, therefore, Catholic families are prepared to go, okay, the house is brand new, it's beautiful, it's sparkling, who wouldn't want to live in it? But they're prepared to go and live somewhere that traditionally they wouldn't have lived. Absolutely. I think when people are living in, in, you know, housing stress, people are living in overcrowded accommodation, you know, it affects their mental health, it affects the children's um, well-being. And people, when they do get that offer, you know, it's a new start, it's a new, they think about the future, they think about settling down um, and and, and reshaping their lives again because of, you know, the situations that they're in. So, you know, when someone gets an offer, maybe wait maybe two years, quite often, maybe longer, on an offer, it's a big thing for them. Um, and then when they go and, and make effort to go and then you know look at where they want to live, and then be met with this hostility and, and, and this aggressive um, uh, you know um, behaviour from people within communities that want to, as, as I said, want to bring us back backwards. Are um, Catholics so more likely to go and live in a Protestant area than Protestants going to live in a Catholic area? Because we have had examples of similar housing in North Belfast where they've been decorated with tricolours almost immediately to ensure that there's a big welcome for people who have a leaning towards green, white and gold as, a, as opposed to red, white and blue. Yeah, I don't know the exact percentage, Frank, but I can, can say that there, you know, there has been uh, problems, you know, um, in, in Cliffin Park Avenue and other sorts areas within North Belfast too. But I think, you know, and as, as I mentioned, how you overcome that, people in communities want to, you know, um, choose choose where people live because of their religion. Uh, then, then people need to be told, well, that that's not that. We, I mean, it should be on terms of need rather than religion. And yes. There's communities, you know, there's segregation, there's divide within North Belfast, but we, we need to work together in terms of politically on in the community to say, listen, people have a right to live where they want to live, um, given there's such high housing need uh, and people living in really, really bad housing stress. So I think in terms of how we how we overcome this, and, and as, as I said too, Frank, you know, this this is another incident where we'll, we'll, we'll increase tension, we'll... Um, but will affect community relations. But there's every single day and night, there's there's young people that's that is, that is coming and going from our down the shankle and a project called Our City um, on on the interface. There's lots of positive work going on trying to merge uh, both communities. But unfortunately, we still have these elements um, within communities that, that want to um, stoke up tensions, that want to um, you know. Uh, for, for, for what they see is they, they, they want Protestant people living in the homes rather than Catholic people. Um, and, and these people, these families were young families, you know, no background and nothing. All they wanted was to, to have a new start, a new home. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, I just think it's just, in, this, in this day and age, it's, it's a disgrace. Okay, Paul McCusker, uh, thank you very much indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.